1: the Knicks are feeling good and the Nets aren't playing defense the Knicks put up 60 something points yep, you it know it was close to 70 points in the first half and lovely. then just like that Stephen A they turned it on Kyrie turned it on the Nets turned on the defense better than it was certainly in the first half they sure and did. they win the, ne- the Knicks as we know they're solid and
2: that's the point New York City they win winners win I got my man Sam with me we're about to talk a little hoops front office podcast let's go Hello, Samuel. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm awesome. Uh, You wake up a day after demoralizing the Knicks. Yep. And the sun just shines a little bit brighter. I mean, it's a beautiful 65 degrees outside right now in sunny Brooklyn. But it just seems even more... Stunningly beautiful. Do, do you hear the birds chirping?
1: You know, especially after the next. yeah. I could, I might as well beating the next I might as well be uh, on the beach somewhere. It's, it's, it's great.
2: I was just walking down the street, and you know, even confronted with my neighbors' dogs just randomly just pooping and peeing on my property, I, I didn't even feel it. I didn't even care. I walked outside of my gate and I was like, "Today is a beautiful morning." I I really, really, really enjoyed that beating because it it wasn't like we pummeled them. We did worse than pummeled them last night, Sammy. You, you don't mind if I if if I get right into it, do you? Do it. They, I they, felt the just the vibe in my group chats just change when Harden went down. Everybody was... All the Nick fans were, were being apologetic and, oh, you know, if we had Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> but then they saw Harden go down. And when they saw Harden go down... There was a little pep in their step. There was a little they 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 started talking a little spicy on Twitter. Spicy oh. in the group chats. There's a little hab, hab- habanero peppers <laughs> in their mouth. They started spreading myths about how good and how unstoppable Julius Randall is. And and Kyrie Irving had to bring everybody back to Bye. reality. Kyrie Irving showed himself to be the most skilled basketball player to ever play in New York City. To have, uh, maybe to ever play in the NBA. I've never seen anything like it. But with them grabbing a 13-point lead, they had to watch magnificence. They had to root against brilliance. They had to rule against... They had to root against basketball genius in order to back their mediocre (laughs) purgatory living just bland tasting vanilla like not even disrespect of vanilla. Vanilla is delicious. (laughs) Just seltzer just a big thing of seltzer no flavor and we took them apart and i'm i i couldn't be happier sam did i did i um slander the evening in any kind of way
1: you know it's it's really funny because i think me and you me and you have uh almost i wouldn't say opposite but we have different personalities on twitter in that you talk a lot of shit to your to your Knicks fans and I kinda I kinda lay go under the radar and sometimes I'm just more negative and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yesterday even 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 I it wasn't as much on Twitter, but it was on um it was in my group chats. Once Harden went down, I was just I said to all my Knicks fan friends, I was like, This is an absolute must win now for you guys. Like the Nets had a lineup yesterday at one point that was like that was like Chioza, Jeff Green, um uh johnson uh i i like I, i'm forgetting the other two it was i mean there was no kyrie on the floor nope. there was none of the n- none of the big like lamarcus wasn't there blake obviously wasn't even playing i don't even think claxton was in it was just like a ragtag it was basically the bubble it was like the bubble nets but you could honestly argue it was almost a little worse and 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 no, and, and I mean, next- we had kyrie you can
2: there were lineups out there
1: that no, that's, what I'm, saying. that's what I'm saying. The lineup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the lineup itself was just was just was just a worse than even what the bubble Nets were running, and I was like, you guys have to win this game. And once the Nets extended the lead without Kyrie in the game, it was just like, oh, dude, like you guys, this is what this is what ha- like this is what happens when you guys lack talent, and this is why I did that. You know that um, solo pod about how I just don't really understand the hype train surrounding the Knicks and it goes in part with one of your tweets, which is about if like Julius Randle's your best player. And I'm gonna go further. I think if Julius Randle is your third best player, I'm not sure how, how, how good you are. Like yeah, he's he's he, <laughs> like he he has a he basically has a role right now, which like if you call a spade a spade, like he's he He's in a position where like a lot of guys would put up all-star numbers. He's basically in like a Ben Simmons, Giannis, role, Zion role where he gets to play point forward and he puts yep. up huge numbers and his coach plays him 40 minutes a game. Like Right, and it's, and the numbers are empty. The numbers are empty. Like
2: I'm I'm watching him last night and I'm like if that was what if that was my best player, I would be really mad. Yep. And then on top of it, I'm like, I, I'm looking at this kid Ob Toppin that looks like he's a little athletic. He, he looks like a gamer, I guess. But if that's that's who you used, you, I mean, they basically tanked last year, and that's what they, that's the return of 82 games of pain and disrespect.
1: And on top disrespect of that, from Eve <laughs> and on t- and on top of that you're now a year further into the into the experiment of, of all these young guys who as we all know as we saw with Jared Allen and Lavert and uh Joe Harris and Dinwiddie they're getting cl- uh, one year closer to to getting to actually having to pay them real money and like I gotta tell you like I don't know how you feel about him but and this obviously isn't a Knicks podcast but like I watch I watch RJ and like I really actually want him to be good because he seems like a really good dude. I, I I like all his comments he says after the game. Like I liked him in college. I didn't love him, but I liked him. But like he just he goes through games and I know it's only year two, but like there's like eighty percent of the time you completely forget he's on the court. And even when he's on the court, like I was hoping they were going to give him the ball. Like I was like, all right, go, like see what you got.
2: You know, Knicks fans love to say. Oh yeah. Your fan base is non-existent. <laughs> right. And, and and of course, I'm not going to sit here and say that oh, we're 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 one of the deepest fan bases. We got an exclusive group, but don't it's not non-existent. Here's what's non-existent. RJ Barrett, if that is your hopefully one day third wheel you see the next championship team that they have they may not win the championship well, yep. our third best player is um uh, um is
1: it Kyrie Irving is a legend <laughs> Eve let's take it a step further I'm gonna go I'm gonna go even further than you are right now and I, I'm sorry to interrupt do you think RJ Barrett will be better as an NBA player than the peak of what Dinwiddie or joe harris will be yeah yeah I mean, cuz that's, may- that's I think that's a legitimate question it's clear that it's clear to me that that rj barrett's not a multi-time all-star like that's i mean i mean we're we're at the end of year 2 and he's not and he's not sniffing it so yeah I mean,
2: maybe look rj barrett i think he's going to be like an evan turner Harrison Barnes on a bad team type of player.
1: That sounds worse than Dinwiddie to me.
2: Okay, so... (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, I, I... All right. Would you trade Steve Kerr's career? Mind you, Steve Kerr played with the Bulls. Championship Bulls and the Championship San Antonio Spurs. Would you trade Steve's would you say Steve Kerr had a better career than, let's say, I would never disrespect Baron Davis like that, so I'm not going to say Baron Davis. But... but he did, but he did, yeah, he did have a I mean,
1: he won, but he was on oh, good teams. I, on
2: good teams. I, I got the perfect one, Steve
1: Smith. I think, I think I think Steve Smith probably had a better career. Kerr just was on. I mean, Kerr had a, Kerr is a really good role player, but
2: I'm just saying I might want that. I mean, because that's that's kind I'm of you're really, you're about that's kind of Joe Harris's trajectory. I, I'm just saying I, Joe Harris is going to be a very important player who's going to hit important shots on a legendary team. Yep.
1: Um.
2: Uh. RJ Barrett is going to be a borderline all-star on very mediocre teams. Mediocre to bad teams. Right? Like if it let's look at let's look at a team that's built pretty well like the Denver um Nuggets. They have an all-world player in Jokic. Jokic is a phenomenon. Like yep. They've got a top ten point guard in Murray, who's who shows something, right? They have an upcoming upcoming All Star, not superstar, but maybe a superstar. Who knows? In Michael Porter Jr. Yep. and then they have all these good little pieces around that. Do you know how far the Knicks are from that? Yep. Like when they're telling me, oh, it's a positive trend, and we're going in this direction, and we we got this going for us. I I just don't see it. Like they should have beat us last night
1: without like, our two best guys.
2: With with without our two best guys, and without a few pieces on the on the bench that we need.
1: Yeah, like, arguably two of the three most important bench like our. Are... I mean, I think Tyler is unbelievably important. Shamit has been playing much better. Yeah. And Blake has been actually really good on offense since he got yeah. here.
2: Absolutely. And if, and they're there to plug the holes that is left from KD. And, and hard not being there. And for them to lo- be up 13 and lose. Yep. And just... And, uh, excuse me. <laughs> um... I, I just thought I just thought that, it, like right now they they're going through the the five stages of depression, which is right now they're in denial. They're telling themselves, Uh the nets don't exist." That's the that's their number one. That's their first go to one. That they, they don't have any fans. They don't matter. I, who cares? I'm just gonna watch my Knicks every night and never give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in a couple days after they lose to Boston, then they're going to start realizing, like, the, the sham that all of this is. Like, like they have Obi Toppin when they should have drafted uh, Tyrese Halliburton. They yep. could have gotten Sadiq Bey. They could have gotten, like, a number of players that we wish we would have used our pick to have gotten that, that were good. There was value in that draft. And now they went and drafted a player that plays the same position as the player that's their superstar. So he can't even learn on the job. He can't even, like, just take his lumps and figure this out because he plays plays the same position as the guy that's averaging 40 a night for them.
1: Do you know... Do you know how you know do you know how you know that the Knicks that, that the Knicks situation is not nearly as like great as they're making it out to be? Because because if you told Knicks fans that anybody on the team, and this includes Randall, was mm-hmm. traded, I don't think there would be actual like real devastation across them. There's no like these guys are like are fleeting moving pieces. Right. And there's no and there's no true like like this this is cornerstone and that's how you know that someone's a, like, uh, like a like a cornerstone i don't even think the way that i don't even think the way that Knicks fans feel about randall or barrett or any of these guys is even close to what nets fans felt about um Allen or 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 lavert just has a just has a totally different uh vibe and the Knicks fans are still are still thinking and you can hear it because it's all already coming up as someone who listens to New York sports radio every day. The, the constant question whenever a basketball reporter is on is, "Are uh, like let me ask you, are our teams, are, are players on other teams starting to now think of the Knicks as not a joke and are willing to come there in free agency? Like they're 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 always they're yeah. already looking up, 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 up uh around the room and seeing what other people have have entered into the bar. Like they're the best like best case no- scenario
2: like, for the best case scenario for them is that all of these guys are gone. All of these guys are packaged for real players. That is the best thing that could ever happen. Like, they they're saying the the potential, the max potential of these particular players, like I think we're that um, you know, maybe Julius Randle has another step he can go to. I have no belief in this dude quickly. Um he, he he makes some hard shots. Uh he, but he doesn't have he doesn't have the athleticism for for me. Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and and he doesn't have like
1: he has two moves like uh, she shoots threes
2: and then he does that little push shot.
1: He's also in a best case scenario. He like comes off the bench and they he basically gets the green light. A lot a lot of guards could do that.
2: So I'm I'm gonna merge this with it on to to uh, Nets talk by saying, would you trade Nick Claxton for anybody on the Knicks?
1: um
2: you are the nets you're you're sean marks you have nick claxton you have everything that you have on your team do i do i have to worry
1: about like uh uh like contracts or or no just say that's like it's the olden days you could just straight up trade it's honestly a really tough question, because even guys like Randall and Barrett, like I don't want the ball like those guys are are black holes. I don't want the I don't want the ball going in their hand we I, have I, no three, so.
2: use for for those type of guys like Barrett cannot shoot enough to run with us. This is the slowest team in the n b a they play at the slowest pace in the n b a, and they play so many minutes to get what they're getting. Julius Randle's per 36 goes down. The entire oh. starting five of except for uh Harden when you do per 36, it goes up. He's playing Harden minutes. I, I to, for me this is insanity. And, and he looks
1: gas. And at the end of every game now, he looks
2: gassed. exactly. And here and here's um where we merge it on. <laughs> I I say this and I mean it with all of my heart. And I know that it's nonsense. I know that it could be refuted. I know that it's going to sound, it's going to come across crazy. But I say this to you, my partner, Sam. I mean this with all of my heart. I wouldn't trade anybody. I wouldn't trade Alizé Johnson for anybody on the Knicks. (laughs) Now, I know that that is going to sound provocative. But I'm not trying to be provocative. I mean this with everything I have. I'm not talking about value for value. I'm talking about if I'm building a team and I had to select anyone on the Knicks or Alizé Johnson. I'm taking I out A. Johnson.
1: I feel bad because yesterday I, um, yesterday I missed his run. That's when I switched over to the to the Mets for a little bit. So I missed his, uh, his, uh, his performance.
2: So you see how our rooting for uh, uh, Nick Claxton has worked out. Yep. We we. We and the fellow Nets fans that listen to this podcast, we will this Nick's Claxton minutes into existence. Did did we not? Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking credit uh, credit for it. I have no proof. I have no. I I just seen that we were mad about small forwards, and now we have Lamarcus Aldridge and <laughs> and um and Blake Griffin on our team. That's kind of surreal, right? Like, we, we've been podcasting all year, complaining about the the four position. And now, and they may not even play for that much uh, considering, but I, they will. Uh, we have Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. We also have been campaigning for Nick Claxton to get minutes over DeAndre Jordan, and where is DeAndre Jordan now, Sam? Yep, out of the rotation. Long time coming. <laughs> hey, I think the front office podcast does its job, my partner, and that's why we got to keep coming out here for the people because it, I it, it may not reverberate in the ears of Steve Nash, even <laughs> though I I, I um, <laughs> irrationally think it does, but. It's if Sean Mark said we are all in this together, right? He said he'll take advice from from fans if if it's a good if it's a good piece of advice that goes with what he's doing. Um, the next one has to be Alize Johnson. Steve Nash loves Timothy Leowu Cabaret. I think it's because he speaks proper French, and that's always impressive to Canadians. I personally think alizé johnson is so much better than him and gives the nets a dynamic that they do not have regularly the nets kind of are in mud when they play sometimes the nets are older so they tend to kind of you know plod up and down the court when you have alizé johnson and god forbid nick Claxton at the same time on the floor you're automatically energized. You're automatically athletic. You're moving at a pace that 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 matches the intentions of, of, of your offense. And I just think he's more athletic. He's stronger. He's more dynamic. He rebounds better. He's just better than TLC. And and what am I? I know it's a small sample size, but even like his performance in 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 the G League tells you that this kid might be very good. Am I tripping, Sam?
1: No, I think you're. I think you're totally right. I also think. I mean, look, I've been, I've been a supporter of TLC in part because I thought with the way he played last year in the bubble and even before that, I thought was, I thought he really added like a little bit of a, a gritty edge, and I also thought his defense was way way better last year and this year. It just looks like he's more focused on getting the ball and scoring, and. And so I'm with you. I mean I like I mean I I think we're at the point where I don't really see I I can't really think of situations where TLC should really be playing with, with a healthy team whereas Johnson I actually think he, there's uh there's kind of a role for him. Like I think he I think he does kind of energize the team when he comes in and he brings a little bit of that um I don't want to like compare him to like a Precious or uh, someone like that, but there is there there is this younger, hungry energy from someone his size, which really does uh, give them another gear.
2: They have no small forward. They they have they 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 don't have many wings. With his ability, I don't see how they let him go. No, I think um, I think he'll be with them. Um, I, I I his his he has had some. I know it's crazy talk. What I'm saying because you know, he's played so so much limited time, but um you know, Al Johnson is 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 nice to me. Like I, I I I'm looking at this kid, I'm like, Sean Marks, you did it again. And I know they'd rather go through their methodical, thought out, slow process of not just ramping up, but just really developing, educating the player. This kid doesn't look like he needs much of that. You you just need energy sometimes, and he gives it yep. to you.
1: Totally so, with you.
2: All right, let's wax poetically about Kyrie. <laughs> um, you go
1: first. Look the the real th- thing that I feel about him, which I think cannot go understated, is like as someone who uh, has seen this team in. Like different arenas in jersey and not being able to sell out um uh sell out finals games against against shaq and kobe 20 years ago yeah there's there there really is something too and it cannot be understated there's something special and there's something to a player of his caliber that's not just a, a superstar but also like someone who has a ton of um attraction within the league with younger kids with People in different countries, whatever. There's something special about him having a ton of pride in playing for the Nets, and what he, what the amount of swagger that he feels actually that the Nets have, and and towards the Nets is something that you don't really that 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 uh, the Nets have never really seen, and it's kind of what people always thought of why people wanted to go to the Knicks. Like it's kind of like, oh, like being a part of this family and being a part of this. And you can tell that Kyrie truly wants to make like the Nets a preeminent destination. And, he, and there's something that he feels strongly about it. Now look, like I could be totally um, – be lost in the sauce right now and just be incredibly happy because he's also playing well and the team is playing well. But the but the way that he talks about the team is just not something that, you've, that I've ever seen from – any star with this team like kid never described anything like this uh carter like d will like the list goes on like this is just not something we've seen and and look it it obviously helps that he's playing amazingly and that he honestly deserves to be probably a top seven or eight mvp candidate and like i don't know it's just like it's almost like to to a certain extent i'm a little speechless because it just like I'm, i'm thinking about like you who has like who has younger kids that's growing up in new york and to have a to have a, a guy like that who really reps like the nets like the, the, the team that's usually was 30th in jersey sales and stuff like that mm. and this is a point guard who has one of the highest selling jerseys and one of the, and maybe like the most popular shoe besides maybe like lebron's and he and he's and, and the fact that he's legitimately proud to be on the nets is just i think an awesome i think it's a really awesome moment for the franchise all right. I agree. I I
2: It is hard to describe something like this because only Nets fans know what 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 it feels to be one of us, right? Yep. There, there's us now and there's going to be the us later. I mean, I I think I told you growing up in California, I, I didn't live in northern California, but when we would go visit um um, you no know, I was shocked to see in San Francisco everybody was Lakers fans. Everybody like I'm I'm talking about a group of kids that would play on that block that was like twelve kids. And the crazy thing is none of them really live in San Fran anymore. Like you you, you rarely see any black people in San Fran, but still right. these were San Francisco people. Like this was the hood of San Francisco in the in the mid and early late eighties. None of them were Warriors fans. All of them were Lakers fans. And I'm telling you, if the Nets win a championship this year and they follow it up with a subsequent championship, there this is gonna be there's gonna be a generation of other Kyries right like because Kyrie is a byproduct of the same time that you're a byproduct of like you know dad single dad living in jurors taking his kid to a game took him to the to the nets and he got to see Jason Kidd and he got to see them win that spirit when that I mean like when he plays He plays basketball for Kyrie Irving He plays basketball for the artistic um, Expression of it But winning that game yesterday Was about The rivalry of New York Was about just Quieting down our our noisy Neighbors and was about something that Only us Net fans Know what it is Like we were feeling the pangs of Damn it we gotta go listen to these motherfuckers After this game (laughs) right, and it it's not good enough that we're two and one over them. It's not good enough that we're number one in the East. We have to sweep them to shut them the fuck up, <laughs> and Kyrie was like in getting his forty last night and being the 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 indomitable just like skills merchant that he is uh Kyrie. Did something for us, and that's why I always say Kyrie is the team MVP. Harden is the regular season NBA MVP, and Kevin Durant is going to be this year's final MVP. I I I just think Kyrie is the is a net. He and not in in the same way that you're a net and and I'm a net. Like he's a net. And uh I, I have so much more appreciation of uh, for him today. Uh I, I don't know if you're as <laughs> if you're as uh 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 as, as Jazz. Who else stood out bef- besides Ky- Kyrie? We've been giving him too much of a uh an in
1: an, an, an audio pat on the back. No, I mean look, <laughs> he's he I mean, the the most important thing about him, the last thing I'll say about him is, is... Is there were a lot of moments last year and even at the beginning of this year when he was alone and he, I don't think, was looking to like kind of make his teammates better. Maybe it was right. just a lack of trust or whatever it was. Right. And right. now when he's alone, it like. It looked
2: like he didn't want to play without
1: KD. It looked right. like he was I, like, why? What am I doing I, here if KD's not playing? Exactly. Yeah. No, totally. And, and, and now there's a little bit of like, he's like, no, no, no. Like, I, I got this. This is like. This is my team, and like, look, he's of all the, of the three of the big three, he's he's the one who has the most trouble when he's alone, as we've right. seen. The Harden game against the Suns was psychotic, and but like, but he um, he 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 really does have a ton of pride in doing it for himself and for the team, and you could tell. I mean, it, it goes without saying he doesn't say this perfect, uh, uh, he doesn't say this outright, but uh, it's like a show not tell. I mean, he takes the Knicks games personally, which I really like. Um and always shows up and especially always shows up uh, shows up late. But in terms of in, in terms of other guys, I mean, I think, I mean, like I think Joe Harris does stuff every game that kind of that really uh, impressed me. I think like I think the ability that he has now of like slashing and kicking and uh and f- finding the open guy, his ability to finish with both hands, I think, is super impressive. Um. Oh, and by, by the way, the other thing about Kyrie, which hasn't gone. In some small, like really, uh, really deep dive, net fans have noticed this, but his defense has been way better, like way, way better. Well, like he has been way more locked in on that end, like to a point that I've never seen that before. I mean, obviously, I wasn't watching Cavs and Celtics games yeah. very
2: clearly, no, but like I, I agree it, with you. I think I think he had to feel like it though.
1: Yeah, and I, I, no, totally. and
2: I and I also think when superstars have other superstars on the team, like before it was like. If Karis LeVert asks me to play defense, I'm looking at Karis LeVert like, fuck out of here, you know? like. Uh-huh. But, you know, J- Kevin Durant is asking me to play defense. James Harden, who I probably in my head, if I'm Kyrie, Kyrie in his head, he doesn't think James Harden is a better defender than him. It's Mamba right. mentality. He just thinks, he just knows that sometimes he doesn't feel like it. And he, and he basically was, uh, <laughs> and now... You're seeing him basically go. You know what? I'm unstoppable on, on defense too. And and you know what else is funny about him? Not to not to just drag this point. Kyrie really thinks he's a power forward.
1: Oh yeah.
2: He. he I want him to stop banging with the bigs. Like could he could he stop? I, that's not what you're here for, King. Like <laughs> let let uh let 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 the uh, menagerie of of. Of big men that we have now, bang with other bigs. You you just be amazing. Thank you, Kyrie. So I uh, I'll are you? I want you to finish your point on um on Joe Harris. If you didn't,
1: no, yeah, I mean that was basically. I mean, I just think he's become. I just think he's become such a complete offensive guy that like I I almost I don't I I almost don't like anymore when he gets compared to like the JJs and the Kyle Korver's, because on top of the fact that he's as good of a shooter as a lot of those guys were in their primes, like he just does much more than those guys like did. Like he's not like he, he just, he influences the game way more like those, like he like pump fakes, he slashes, he, he bodies people like he, I mean like, like that play yesterday that he should have gotten an and one on, like he takes contact really well because he's not, he doesn't have this like really light frame. He's, he's like, he's a big dude. Um, and I think he, I, I think he's. I mean, I, I've consistently felt like he's the fourth most important guy on the team, um, and, and, and look, he, he also, as we've said um, a bunch of times in this podcast and other ones, he, he is a net. Like he, he just is.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll give. Um, I'm I'm gonna shout out James Harden because he only played four minutes, but he got he got a rebound and three assists. <laughs> like that's a now, bad man right that, there.
1: Huh? Now I just want them to be I mean I mean we we are getting to a point and I'm not trying to do hysterics or anything mm-hmm. but I assume that Katie will be back either tomorrow or the next game. Oh, like I would like the three of God. them to play together because the thing I'm most concerned about is just like end of games like what we saw in the Bucks game and the Clippers game uh mm-hmm. like just how the three of them are going to play together when it actually when it gets a little tighter. That's that, that's like the one thing I really care about like we can't we can't blow out and win by 12 against everybody and we're not going to
2: can um i think the cuteness of bruce brown at power forward sometimes deceives um steve nash he's got to stop playing him like this especially teams like the net against teams like the knicks who who want to pound you inside like the the key to winning last night was Taking Bruce Brown out of the game, he was he was who replaced Harden in the lineup. He was the negative twenty last night, and he just had a, he, he he didn't have a terrible terrible game, but in the role that he's playing, and he he had to get a struggle five rebounds in twenty one minutes. His the four points um, from two out of five wasn't there, and like his he just couldn't stay in front of these uh, um, bigs, and it, it, it put him in a bad situation, and um, I I hope. That, that, that Steve Nash uh, adjust from that because there's an appropriate place where you could see see what he is. You got ten games with him. See what Alize is, and then let the numbers lie w- where it is. And his numbers are always going to be a little bit um, uh, elevated from the fact that nobody knows who he is or what he does. The scouting report will come out in in, in ten games and and. You know, then we'll know what he really is. But for right now, you can use Alize Johnson, Steve Nash. Yeah, I'm. I'm praying you're a loyal listener and you hear that. Sam, take us out with something important about the future of this Nets team.
1: The the person who I really want to shout out because he's been awesome lately, and all I care about is that is that he continues it for the playoffs because his playoff numbers are not awesome. Is A ton of credit's got to go to Jeff Green, who's just had, like, an unbelievable season. Like, just, like, I think every Net fan has kind of been waiting for him to go, like, ice cold or, like, just kind of look out of it or have a couple just miserable games. And he's, like – like, I've been thinking in my head. I was – like, I was thinking for for us, like – who, who are the kind of the five or six most important nets this year? And I think after the big three, and you can put those guys in whatever order you want, Durant might be third now at this point, given how few games he's played. But uh, like, I think you have to probably have like Harris, Jeff Green. And I, for me personally, I would put like Tyler Johnson in like the four, five, six of just like who is really mental. Uh, with Claxton, probably is, we'll end up being able to pass one of those guys. But, but, I, mean, but I mean, Jeff Green has arguably been as or – as important as Joe Harris or like a, a little bit less. It's, I mean, he's really just had an unbelievable season. And in some ways earlier in the season, which we forget now, he really saved them in like their, in his ability to play like the five or like a stretch four type role. Yeah, no, uh,
2: he's a godsend. He's a godsend. like Jeff Green, uh, you, uh, these are the things that happen People make the mistake of thinking I think we're gonna win a championship because of the fact that we have Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Yes, that that is true. But the Nets are gonna win the, a, a championship because Sean Marks drafts really well, and we have Nick Claxton because Sean Marks understands how to find, um, you know, value where nobody else thinks there's value and 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 um and brings in those players. And then on top of it uh and we didn't get a chance to talk about this, we'll talk about it on another pod. Um you know, Spencer Denwood coming back. Um and and then on top of it we have we have um this just great way of um of uh finding players that are on the fringe of being NBA players, right? And we're and we're plucking them when they're right. Those things, having having Nick Claxton, having Alize Johnson, having Bruce Brown, uh, 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 I would go as far as having picking, believing in what they saw in Tyler Johnson and picking him up. Those fortunate moves are the reason why the Nets are gonna win a championship, yo. Uh, Sam, anything else before we jet? <laughs>
1: No, last thing I, I want to—I just want to ask you which is a yes or no question. If the Nets are playing, let's say the Nets are playing in the finals, mm-hmm. is Spencer Dinwiddie suited up and 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 uh, in a jersey ready to play?
2: Well, are you asking my reaction to that, do you, or do I think that? No, can no,
1: I'm happen? Asking, uh, no, no, I'm just asking you from an injury prediction. Do you think he will be ready?
2: Nah, I, I wouldn't put that pressure on him. I, I really would not. I don't. I wouldn't rule him out because he's Spencer Dinwiddie, and and you know I think that's what he's working towards. I think he wants rings, um, and I think he wants to he wants to be in the in in those championship pictures. You know, everybody wants to be in the championship picture. I I think I think Karras and um and Jared will get rings from this season, which is weird because I think if you had been in, on the roster at any time, there might be a games limit. I'm I'm not sure, but um. Uh, Spencer did what he wants rings. He wants to be a legend. And uh and that's and that's on deck for him to ha- for it to happen. So I, I I could I doubt it happens. I wouldn't put the pressure on Spencer for for him to for that to happen, but if anybody could do it it's him. Right? Yeah. I'm at Eve Darboos. This is at Samuel LaChaw. We are the front office podcast. We are it is our pleasure to bring uh, the Nets info to all of you. Uh, we will be back. And we're
0: out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet